The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. It's already been a year since we broke it down from 40 to number one, the top 20 quarterback countdown. That's what we'll do over the course of the next month as we work from 40 all the way to number one. There it is. Last year, it was Patrick Mahomes one, Russell Wilson two, Aaron Rodgers three. Forget about Jordan Love. Forget about the Packers front office not properly catering to Rodgers. The disrespect <laughs> that you demonstrated by putting him at three is what spurred him to become the MVP last year. <laughs> maybe that's what, maybe I'll do it again. Maybe that's what I need to do with the guy. Maybe that's what it is. It's all about me and, and giving him the red hot poker. I know. Well, I adjusted that, of course, during the season. After week 10, we did a little, like, readjustment and, of course, made him uh, number two at that point. But, hey, it's always a fun exercise this time of the year. I've been, I worked on it all last week, ton of notes doing all of it the list will not look like it did last year it's going to be a different list and there was definitely some you know different moving parts putting this year's list together you know no no Drew Brees no Philip Rivers young commodities that are unproven coming through the draft you know rookies who are going to be second year guys it was it was uh I felt like a little tougher this year than than maybe I've had uh, over the last three or four years doing this yeah I mean think about the turnover that we see now with veteran quarterbacks. So how do you transfer how you regard a guy with a team that he's been with maybe for years and all of a sudden is on a new team? But veteran quarterbacks move like never before because teams are thinking, we want a franchise quarterback, and the only place to get one, unless and until Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and or Deshaun Watson are available in trade, is to draft one. Right. No, I, you're exactly right. It's uh, Hey, it's, it's, it's a prime position. we got a lot of good quarterbacks in football right now. There's no doubt. There's some superstar, talented guys. we got guys who got superstar talent that are kind of growing into that, finding their way. Um, so that, that's where it's interesting. And yeah, it was. It was, it was tough. 
You know, Big Ben's, Jimmy G's, Carson Wentz, right? His issues, where do you put those type of guys, all of that, with the rookie quarterbacks? Uh, I always have the toughest time, Mike, like through 10 through 20. That's such a tough, close little area nitpicking those guys as far as really good quarterbacks, got a lot of superstar, you know, potential and traits and those type of things. So uh, I'm just glad I'm done with it and uh, excited to talk about it now. And we're going to get started on it, but you reminded me of something that I try to emphasize whenever this comes up. Five years ago, there weren't nearly as many competent quarterbacks right. available to NFL teams as there are today. Mark my words, this is the first step toward what will become a discussion regarding expansion of the league because there's only so many games you can play in order to increase inventory. One way to increase inventory is to add teams, and they're going to want as much inventory of games as possible as gambling continues, becomes legalized yeah. in more and more states. Expansion, it's coming. I don't know when, but at one point, not that long ago, I thought we're never going to see it. I think we're going to see it, and I think the talk is going to begin within five years, and there'll be more teams within 10. I, I wouldn't be shocked, Mike. I mean, you know, again, look, look, look at the recent influx of quarterbacks we have every year, like you're talking about here. And that, that's what you're basically saying, that we can have 36 franchise quarterbacks or something like that. I know not all 36 teams or whatever would, but, you know, enough of a percentage to where we go, this is still really good football, and we didn't miss anything like that. And it has increased. I mean, I, I think if we sat here like 10 years ago and you and I were doing this show, we'd probably be going. I don't know if there's enough franchise quarterbacks in football. I don't think that's an issue now. You've heard me say before, I think there's plenty of good quarterbacks now. To me, there's not enough good offensive coordinators going around now. That's, that's what's really flipped around here. And with the sport being so popular and it's – Flag football. I mean, listen, I'm at a I'm at flag football yesterday. Phil, uh, I mean, uh, Mike, my little boy Philip, ten years old. There's a hundred games going on flag football, all age groups. I mean, f forty fields. It's everywhere. These kids are throwing thirty balls a day. Everything. That's they love football. Our country loves it. It's only gonna make our best athletes want to keep playing quarterbacks to fill those holes like you're talking about if there's extra teams. So I think that's a very, very real thing, um, you know, into the future and certainly something to keep your eye on. You're right, Mike. At all other positions, the supply has outweighed demand for decades when you think of all the college yeah. programs. Quarterbacks, where there's been the deficiency, that deficiency's gone, more NFL teams coming. Starting off the list, down eight spots from 32 last year at number 40, the backup quarterback, to Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, the guy who took a team to the brink of the Super Bowl oh. just four years ago in Minnesota, Case Keenum, number 40, Chris. Yeah, Case Keenum, listen, I mean, one of the best backup quarterbacks in football. He really is. I, I'd love to have Case Keenum as my backup quarterback because, you know, as you know, too, he's got, you know, starting potential. You know, the greatest thing about Case Keenum is he can do it all. There's no great weakness about his game. And... You know, what's even better about it there in Cleveland is he's a poor man's version of the starting quarterback. I mean, that's really what he is. He's just a lesser Baker Mayfield. So, you know, they don't have to change anything with their offense or do anything like that. But Case Keenum, come on, experience, can move in the pocket, has the ability to extend plays, is a really consistent thrower of the football, really never loses control of it, does any of those type of things, has a little moxie and toughness about him. Like, no doubt, Case Keenum, 
I mean, you, you got him. He's the one of the best insurance policies in all of football when it comes to backup quarterbacks. If Baker Mayfield, and I think a lot of him, and he's going to be coming up later down the list, closer to that top 10, maybe in the top 10, right? I think a lot of him. But if he was to get hurt week 12 and Case Keenum had to come in, I don't know. I'm a little bit like, okay, I know that's going to hurt a little that there's no Baker Mayfield, but they can still win games with Case Keenum and, and maybe make a run in the playoffs and go to a Super Bowl and that type of thing. So that's where I really love Case Keenum. Got it all, fits what they do there, and really, like I said, no maybe weakness to his game, maybe no great glaring strength, but no weakness and can do it all. 2017, Sam Bradford had a great week one performance on a Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. Showed up on the injury report with a knee injury a couple of days later. Never played again. Case Keenum came in, lost at Pittsburgh, but then took the Vikings on a hell of a run. And his skill was escaping the pocket, yeah. moving laterally, resetting, and he'd keep doing it until he found somebody wide open. And the Vikings soured on him because they thought he was bailing out too quickly and using those skills. Now they have a guy who stays in the pocket because he can't bail out. Yeah, that's right. It's like the opposite. Kirk Cousins lands somewhere higher than 40 on the list. We'll get to him at some point. But Keenum, fair assessment at 40. He is down eight spots, but I agree with you. He can win football games if and when the Browns need him to do so. Now it gets interesting right out of the gates. After 40, we climb to 39, obviously. The Bears' rookie quarterback, not their veteran, but Justin Fields, the guy they gave up all that stuff to go get, he's installed at number 39. Why so low for a guy who's already, other than Tim Tebow, high on the list of the jerseys that people have to have? Well, I'm sure. I mean, listen, he's he's a specimen, and he's one of these guys on the list that, yeah, he's got big potential. I mean, if we do this midseason next year and he's starting and playing, I mean, yeah, he's got the ability to be a big climber. But I got too many questions about you know, Justin Fields for me to like do what I did with like Joe Burrow last year and put him in the twenties, even though he hadn't played a game in the NFL. I didn't, I didn't care. I knew Joe Burrow was going to throw dimes and make the right decisions and be slippery in the pocket. Justin Fields, you know, he is going to bring the element of running the football. There's no doubt about that. His arm is big. We know that too, you know, and there are moments where when he puts it all together, it can look as good as anybody in college football, and it can look special. You know my concerns. We talked about it a lot through the draft. There's inconsistencies, big-time inconsistencies, one that scares me to where, yeah, that's why I did have him the six-rated quarterback, you know, coming out in this draft. I understand, you know, it, it's a big-time potential, but there's a lot of growing within the position, throwing the football you know, in the pocket, cleaning up mechanics, doing all of those type of things that need to be improved. So, like, I love the top-end thought of Justin Fields. It's just there's a bottom-end thought that's a little scary, too, and I hope it doesn't get to there. I'm not – I don't want to see bad. I, I like this kid. I know the way he handles himself, everything about it, but I just have those concerns in the game to where I can't make them higher than that right now because I'm uncomfortable with some of those things. Last year, you had Tua Tonga-Vailoa at number 40. He had the question marks with that hip injury he suffered. Between the two right now, which yeah. one do you view as the, the higher-end prospect at the NFL level? I think Fields has more potential to be a greater player. I do. He's, he's just got you know, more to offer as far as high-end talent. His, his running is special like we talked about. He's a Greek god, built like Cam Newton, quick, can make people miss, can run with, you know, outrun you with speed. We know all of that. 
You know, and then, of course, you know, like we've talked about, he can make throws where you go, whoa, wow. Like, there's no way Tua can make that throw or do that. Whoa, holy cow. You know, but it's some of the other things in between where, hey, it's a 10-yard crossing route. Tua's on the money all the time with that type of stuff where, you know, again, Justin Fields, I can pull up games and go, damn, there's nobody around this guy, and he's like two for 10 on this route. Like, that, that's what's scary about it. So his ultimate potential, I do think, is far greater than Tua, but I do see a bigger bust factor there too. The uh, folks at PointsBet have put together the odds. The quarterback expected to take the first snap week one. The Bears will be at L.A. to take on the Rams. Andy Dalton, minus 200. you got to bet 200 to win 100. Justin Fields, plus 165. Bet 100, win 165. There's Nick Foles. Yeah. Poor Nick Foles. Yeah. The, the only Super Bowl MVP on the depth chart. <laughs> Plus 1,200. I'll be surprised if he's even on the roster come September. But uh, I'm surprised it's Dalton. And I know that the Bears are, are saying everything that they need to say. They haven't installed Justin Fields as the starter. And with them, maybe the dynamic is we're more concerned about next year than this year because the organization has implicitly given Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy two years now before they're, they're truly – on the hot seat and they have some time to develop Justin Fields. You don't want to throw him out there before he's ready. No, I just think that everything you've given up uh huh, to go get him. Uh -huh. If you can't beat out Andy Dalton, maybe you shouldn't have given up all that stuff to go get him. I, I, I hear you. I think that's going to be, you know, hovering over the bears, that little theme and conversation you're talking about there, Mike, I think in their heart of hearts, they're probably hoping for like a, uh, a Carson Wentz type scenario in Philadelphia back in the day, right? You've talked about it before where it's like, hey, yeah, Sam Bradford's the starter. He's the starter. Carson Wentz has done good every day in camp, every good in camp. Okay, get it. All right, make him the starter. Let's go. Wentz is the starter. See you later, Sam Bradford. Not that they would trade Andy Dalton. Maybe they would. I don't know. They do have Nick Foles. But I would think if it's close or they show that Justin Fields, if Justin Fields shows that, He's not mentally overwhelmed by learning a new offense or any of those type of things, and he understands where to go with the ball and those type of things. You, you, you can. They could do it. I mean, they could play with that that way. His again, his running ability is is to me a, a big time notch above a guy like Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, right? So again, you can make some of the pass game stuff, you know, easy and help him kind of break in easily in that department because of the threat of him running the football and doing those things. And that might be the thing that helps, you know, gives him time to grow and, and work on some of the things we've talked about. Fields was the 11th overall pick in the draft. He comes in at 39. At 38, the guy who was the third overall pick in the draft, Trey Lance, North Dakota State, played one game last year. The 49ers decided they are all in, at least in, you know, uh, after they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, whenever that may be, with Trey Lance. Why so low? You're going to have some 49ers fans coming after you today for putting their guy so low, Chris. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, anybody that's listened to me throughout the draft process, yeah, I mean, I, I have concerns here too. Listen, I love the high-end talent. They're, again, it's just like Justin Fields. The, the highlight shows are great. When you watch the highlight package, you go, damn, this is really special. You know, the one thing he has over at Justin Fields is there is more consistency in him throwing the football. You know, but still, there are too many throws in any game I look at to where I just go, I've never seen a top five quarterback miss that throw three times in a row or four times in the first half. 
or you know, make a guy be this open over the middle and he's got to stop or fall to the ground to catch a ball that if it's just somewhat accurate, he's going to keep running for another 20 or something yards. And he hasn't played a ton of football. So again, it's just a little bit of the unknown. Like Fields and Lance could be those type of guys that could be big risers. But for me and my assessment, my studies and all those type of things, there's just too many areas of like, I'm not sure about that. And, ooh, I think he might be good, but I'd like to see a little bit more. And that's the problem with like Fields and Trey Lance to me, at least as far as the NFL is concerned. You know, again, it's I I don't think anybody thought that this was going to be an easy adjustment for those two. I think that was a pretty common conversation you know, coming from where they came from, the offenses they were in and everything like that. So it, it is, again, I like Trey Lance and everything he does, but there's some polish and some more experience that's needed and things that I need to see to feel comfortable to move him in front of some other guys who, yeah, he might have better top, hop-end talent, but they play the position and can do other things at a more consistent level than I believe like a Trey Lance or Fields can do at this point. 12th overall pick, first round pick 2022, first round pick 2023, third round pick invested in Trey Lance, and they are playing with fire here. They continue to be all in with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starter. They have soured on him because he can't stay healthy. Well, two years ago, he stayed healthy all the way to the Super Bowl, so they can end up having a huge mess for a variety of reasons. Jimmy Garoppolo could get injured during offseason workouts, mandatory minicamp, training camp, preseason, and then you're on the hook for $25 million and you have to go with Lance. I, I just still don't understand the mixed messages, but the folks at PointsBet parsed through it all to come to the conclusion that the first snap of the season most likely to be taken by Garoppolo. He's the favorite in the betting odds. And uh, uh, minus, uh, I didn't hear you, Matt Casey, minus what? Do we have it? Minus 325 is the number for Jimmy Garoppolo. Bet 325 to win 100. Significant yeah. favorite to be the starter. And look, I think they're hoping for a, a Carson Wentz, Sam Bradford situation where yeah. there's an injury somewhere else and somebody says, we'll take Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll take his contract, we'll give you a first-round pick. I mean, the Eagles got a one and a four for Sam Bradford. They were able to basically stick up the Vikings for a one and a four because Teddy Bridgewater tore his ACL two weeks before the first game of the season. Now, that doesn't happen very often. You know, you, you got preseason games to worry about, but practice, you know, you got the red jersey. It was a fluke thing. So if that's what the 49ers are hoping for, that that is not likely to occur. If anything, it's more likely Garoppolo's going to get injured than someone with another team. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways this story can go right now. They could be good and bad for the 49ers. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you could have Jimmy G play, does really good, has a really good year, and maybe you trade him after the year. He's played a good year. Maybe you, you know, maximize your value that way. You know, there's the scenario you're talking about. Again, like we talked about with Justin Fields, and like I've already seen it already happen, so this is even less of a far-fetched idea because I saw Shanahan with RG3 back in the day, and that offense wasn't as good as this 49ers offense as far as the talent and the players on the roster like you talk about like if it gets close again yeah that's one where if it's close and I've done all those assets to trade up to number three to get this guy and I got a good team and I'd be scared to death that we're eight and two and Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback that's what I'd be scared of you know that's it's just a, it's a mess can of worms opened all of those type of things to where yeah like you're talking about if it's close I mean I know Shanahan can deal you know come up with an offense that's 
ultra, ultra creative now with a running quarterback added to the mix and those weapons around him. So that's where it's going to be interesting to see the progress Trey Lance can make. Will Shanahan be comfortable with that? It is a team that's in the Super Bowl window. It's some really weird conversations here when you talk about the 49ers out loud sometimes and what what's going on there right now. Here's what I am going to be curious about Yeah. next year. If Garoppolo yeah, right. plays all year long, right. where's Lance going to be on your list next year? If we if he he's done nothing in the NFL in his rookie year, right? More of the Sims top 40 quarterback countdown will be unveiled on his podcast later today, and obviously we'll be doing it again tomorrow morning here on PFT Live. Let's take a break when we return. No Saints yet on the list. The Saints odds as it relates to who the starter will be for week one. You may be surprised by who the betting favorite is. We'll look at that next here on PFT Live. Points Ben has the odds for the first snap to be taken by a quarterback for the Saints this year. There's Jameis Winston, minus 250. He's the favorite, plus 200. Taysom Hill, Ian Book, plus 1,600. Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, plus 2,000. I'd add another zero on the end of that one, frankly. All due respect to Trevor Simeon. Once the starter in Denver, though, after Brock Osweiler and Peyton Manning, 2016, and then he's been a backup ever since. I was surprised to see Winston as right? the favorite. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear you say that. Well, because Taysom Hill was the guy right. last year. This is how I think Sean Payton threaded the needle. When Drew Brees got hurt in 2020, Payton said that Taysom played because he'd given his word to Taysom based on what happened the year before when it was Teddy Bridgewater who started five games and won all of them when Drew Brees was injured. But Sean Payton also said – he had given his word to Jameis Winston he'd be allowed to compete for the job 2021. Right. Even though he wasn't under contract, he ended up staying. And it's an, it's going to be an open competition. And we get to see what's happened to Jameis Winston after a year of watching Drew Brees, learning from Drew Brees, learning from Sean Payton. This is a guy who threw for 5,000 yards. Yes, he had 30 interceptions. 5,000 yards, though. First overall pick in the draft. I, I guess when I think about it, the talent's there. The potential's there. I, I guess I won't be shocked if he ends up being the starter, Chris. No, I won't either. I mean, we, we discussed this a lot last year when he was, you know, a free agent and the Saints first signed him about his his big-time playability. I mean, what, you know, it, his last year in Tampa, hey, there's still a lot of really good. We know there was the interceptions and everything like that. But look, you know, you can look here. These are some pretty impressive, like, statistics. I mean, they're, 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 those are like some baller-type things there. Now, we know the negatives and all of those type of things, but the point is is that it's Sean Payton, the quarterback whisperer, the greatest offensive coordinator we've seen in the history of football. I mean, in that discussion, you know what I mean. A guy that can really, you know, make a quarterback grow, and the guy's got big-time talent. There's big-time potential there. There really is. I think that's what we're saying. Like, we could – it could be one of those crazy, awesome stories. But I still would bet on Taysom Hill being the starter week one. I would. Which, which story's better, though? That's the thing. I know, right? Sean They're Payton, both good. With the opportunity to, to advance his own legend, what advances it more? Taking this guy who was undrafted that no one really thought could play right. quarterback in the NFL and turning him into a high-end starter or reclaiming Jameis Winston and making him a high-end starter. Either one's a good story. It's just two different stories. You're right. They're both awesome stories. 
I think he can win football games with either guy. There's no doubt about it. There'll be a little different formula, obviously. But, like, one, here, I mean, first off, you and I, over the last two years, how much have we talked about we know that Taysom Hill is Sean Payton's favorite pet project, whatever, toy, you know, like you said. He found this guy. He's into developing him. He's got a special skill set. He played pretty good last year. It wasn't great. I know it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty damn good. I mean, what was it? Three and one? Four and one? I can't remember exactly. You know, they had that Eagles loss. Four and one. Yeah. Where four they and kind one, of, I think. I think it was four and one, right? Yeah. The Eagles game where they, they kind of blew it in a lot of different ways. It wasn't Taysom Hill's fault they lost that football game. Um, I, I just feel like with the way they're built and everything like that, and Sean Payton, I, I don't know why. I just feel like he's got a itch to do something different. And Taysom Hill is something different and going to be a, a different look and threat for, for opposing defenses. So if I had money, I'd bet. If I had your money, I'd bet on him. Here's one. Here's one. Wait, why wouldn't you bet your own money? Yeah, you got because money I'd rather have. I'm, what? What? I'd rather have your money and then take it when I win. <laughs> hey, uh, um, yeah. So, so it's my loss, but you get exactly you get the winnings. Exactly. I just get my right. money back. I'm right. the bank. I'm the bank that covers your losses and gives you the winnings. I get it. Yes. I, I think one of the factors for Sean Payton will be which of the guys is more flexible and adaptable. When Peyton shows up Sunday morning game day with five new plays that he thought of that night, right? Yeah. And and which of these guys can run those plays and pick them up quickly? Because we know that's what Sean Peyton does. He's always on the lookout yes. for new ideas. And and uh, I think that's a factor. If, if you can process, adapt, and run that play with like a walkthrough – you know, in the hallway outside no the the buffet room at the hotel. Yeah. Then then you, you you're you're gonna you're gonna be the guy that that wins his trust. It's a great point. It's a, a, a phenomenal point, and it it's a point that holds more water with a guy like Sean Payton as compared to maybe the rest of the play callers in football. Because yeah, it is a lot. There's a lot of verbiage, and that's why Drew Brees was awesome. Oh, Sean, hey, you know, Sean could come into Drew Brees on a Saturday morning and be like, you know, I noticed something on film yesterday. When I motioned to this, they play cover three all the time. So I drew up nine different plays for cover three. We're going to run them real quick in the walkthrough today. No big deal. And Drew, of course, is a computer and is like, okay, I got it straight. Sure, coach. All right. How do I read it? Okay, good. And then he goes out and dissects you. And you're right, though. There's real value to that. There's no doubt. Yeah, and uh, we won't know that until it happens, and maybe Peyton won't know it until it happens. Yeah. And there may be a certain amount of experimentation. That's what makes the preseason important this year. Last year, obviously, we didn't have one. This year, three games. I bet he gives Jameis one as a starter, Taysom one as a starter, just to see. I agree. Just to see how they prepare. Right. See, you know, he'll test them. He'll throw some of those curveballs at them. He'll have some new plays that he jams into the game plan the the day of the game and he'll see how they react i mean i assume that's he what he'll do based upon the way he's done things in the past you have to see who's going to be adaptable to those changes that can come up yeah. cowboys had to adapt to the change last year at quarterback from dak prescott to andy dalton now dak prescott is back and he told sage Steele on espn yesterday he could start and finish a game right now without worrying about my leg and that is great news for the cowboys if it's true you know a lot of times it's hubris it's confidence. You think you're farther along than you are. 
but he knows his body as well as anyone, too. It was a clean break. It was an ugly break, but it was a clean break. It was fixed. There were no complications, no infections. He avoided all those things that Alex Smith had to deal with. And, uh, you know, it's been months now. So there's no reason to think he isn't good to go with that ankle, Chris. No, agreed. Like, I, I, I'm with you in the fact that, like, I'm not sure it's like, yeah, totally like, oh, I can go out and run around and make people miss. But it's obviously good enough to where he feels like he can make that statement and does have some of that belief. And this, of course, is the play. And please don't show it. I don't want to see his leg. Oh, my gosh. It's such oh, a crazy. Oh, no, yeah, we don't want to see it. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah. Uh, but, yes. I'm glad, you know, that he is at that point where he feels like he is at 100%. He's a special player. He's a special leader. And they can't make any playoff run or do anything without him at quarterback. They need him badly. And uh, I'm rooting for big Dak Prescott. And, you know, it's amazing. Shereen Williams and I talked about this on Friday. They don't have a veteran backup. I know. They brought in Brett Hundley. They worked him out. They didn't sign him. They got Cooper Rush. They got Garrett Gilbert or Gilbert Garrett. I can't remember which Garrett one it Gilbert. is. Garrett Gilbert, yep. And then they got Ben DiNucci. No Hello relation DiNucci. Hey, you might know Florio. Hey, it's a DiNucci and a Florio. <laughs> you know, that's offensive. I know. I uh, guess it is. I know. I know. I, I don't mean <laughs> yes, to be, yes, but you're right. I guess it is this day and age. Does it make it, it any better that I'm married to a Sicilian? Like, does that no, mean my kids are no. 50% Sicilian? No? Okay. I'm no, sorry. People then. get mad at me if I do it and I'm 100% Italian. I, I don't get that. I'm doing it out of like, I grew up in North Jersey. I mean, I don't know. That's just the way people talk like that there. And we have fun. Do That's they how talk, we talk like that there? Do they well, talk they like do. The They're Jersey like, hey, Gabagoot, say, put some more mozzarella <laughs> on, the, on my right, hero. Let's, and let's I don't take know. a That's break. That's how my friends talk. <laughs> Gabagoots. Uh, Phil Mickelson did something significant yesterday at the age of 50. Our draft today. Most impressive NFL old man feats. We'll do that next here on PFT Live. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. All right, Phil Mickelson yesterday winning the PGA Championship at the age of 50, the oldest golfer to win a major. 
I still don't really regard the PGA Championship as a major. I oh, feel like what? They needed a fourth one. I feel like they needed a. I'm sorry. It's the Ringo star of golf majors, in my view. Well, Ringo was damn good. One. He's one of the greatest drummers ever. So you need to readjust your damn thinking, right. okay? <laughs> but they got they got the Masters. Yeah. The U.S. Open. They got the Open in Britain, which right. we call the British Open. And then they needed a fourth one. So yeah, okay, PGA Championship. There you go. There's your fourth one. There's your there's your there's your fourth master. Uh, your fourth uh, major. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm I'm kidding. I know we uh, we got you. Did you watch it all so, though yesterday? Did you did you check it out at all? No, not really. I could already tell by your face look there. No, 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 no. Although everyone that I follow on Twitter was watching it and actively tweeting about it, so I didn't need to watch it. Yeah. I knew exactly what was going on. Phil Mickelson won. I watched none of it. Sorry. For that, uh, but thank you for that, Phil. Because today's draft, the most impressive old man feats in NFL history. Uh, Chris, trivia question: Who is the oldest player to score a touchdown in NFL history? Oldest player. Oldest to player to score a touchdown. Hold on, I'm just trying to think. I, I, I mean, it's it's got to be Bland or Brady. I'm gonna go with Brady. I'm gonna go Brady. It was. Okay. You got extra time to think that one through, and I'm really surprised you needed as much time. Well, I just wanted to make sure. Landon became a kicker. I know. I didn't wasn't sure. Maybe they had, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to think it out for a second. All right. Go ahead. You got the first pick. Okay. What do you got? Well, it's almost like, I mean, really? Do we want to do this? I mean, Brady. That's my first old man feed. Brady the last five years. <laughs> I mean, that's really I – mean, it's amazing. Okay, we'll just go Brady from last year. I don't give a damn. I know I'm looked at – I mean, Brady was – that's special what he did last year. I don't know what else to say. The damn guy's throwing laser beams around the field still. He's 47 years old. He's 43, I know. But still, it's everything he's done the last few years. He's the first to break down all these barriers as far as this deep into the 40s. This consistently good, doesn't really get banged up or hurt. I mean, it's just, it, it's pretty damn amazing. So I don't want to pick this because it's the obvious thing here, but I mean, Brady, just everything he's done here just in the in the recent past is, is absolutely phenomenal and mind-blowing. As Matt Casey points out, and I say that so I don't get the blame for it, he does forget the down from time to time, as we saw last year. Yeah, that's so right. Well, Casey's a Jets fan. He's looking for any way to kick on, pick on Brady. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, you, you, you initially said the last five years for Brady. Yeah. And my thought is I should just pick the next five years for Brady. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right. This year. Right? This year will be the great yeah, feat. I know. Because it's not going anywhere. No. And I think he is going to play more than two more seasons. Two more years would put him at the expiration date that he has abided by for a long time. He used to say 10 more years, 10 more years. Then it became 45. I don't know. I think he's going to play beyond that. Jason Light has left the door open for him to play until he's 50, and based on how he played last year, maybe he can't. I'm going to start with uh, Peyton Manning yeah. setting the single-season passing yardage record at an old 37. Yeah. Not a young Tom Brady 37. That was a rickety old 37 for Peyton Manning. I mean, just two seasons later, he barely held his body together for the finish line of the season. And, and I think that makes what he did in 2013 – setting the single-season passing yardage record even more impressive, how close he was to everything falling apart. To have that kind of production yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. Like, 
I mean, and you're right. He didn't do it with like just unbelievable physical ability. Of course, could still throw and timing and rhythm and all those type of things, but just like always got them in the perfect play. It was always like a scheme screw over. You're like, oh my gosh, he audible to this and this guy's wide open. And it's the easiest touchdown you've ever seen. And I mean, he could have thrown for 65 touchdowns that year. That's really what you got to remember. How many games did he come out with five, six, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter because they blew people out because they scored points at such a at such a t- uh, fast pace. So I'm with you. That was a good one by you. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were going to go there. I think I got to go Jerry Rice next. I mean, just to be like, you know, it, 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 it to me it's every bit as impressive or equivalent to Tom Brady because of the position you're playing. Like 1,200 yards at the age of 40 and go to a Super Bowl – and you're still the main target for the best offense in football, and Rich Gannon, who's the NFL MVP, and you score a touchdown in the Super Bowl and all that, like, come on, that's insane. We don't, we don't got anybody that's threatening to be that good at the age of 37, 8, 9, or 40 in the NFL right now. So Jerry Rice is the Tom Brady of wide receivers. And in a lot of ways, that that's it's it, in a lot of ways it's maybe even more impressive. The fact that you know at forty you still got to run, he's still got to run four four or four five and be sharp cuts and take hits over the middle and all that. So that's amazing to me. Yeah, you know we 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 talk about concerns with Julio Jones at age thirty two. At right? age thirty three, Jerry Rice had eighteen hundred and forty eight receiving that's yards. That's insane. number three all time. It was a record at the time yeah. in nineteen ninety five, and it stood Jeez. until Calvin Ooh. Johnson in twenty twelve. I am going to go next with, and I've got a bunch here. I got to go with Daryl Green playing 16 games, starting four of them at corner in 2002 at the age of 42. Of all the positions on the field, right? To make it into your 40s at corner and still be able to run with receivers and cover receivers at corner at age 42. The guy was drafted in 1983 at corner, and he was still playing 20 seasons later. That, to me, is amazing. Insane. Insane. I mean, you know, you see here, we're, we're picking. It's, it's freaks of nature, that old man feats, just like Phil Mickelson yesterday. The guy hit the – he's 50 years old. He hit the longest drive of the whole tournament on, on holds 18. Like, those are freaks of nature. That's, that's what you're seeing. Daryl Green is unbelievable. I grew up watching him. I used to be scared to death of him, and I would hope he'd trip and fall every time he was playing the Giants. So, because, I mean, he was such a special. My dad has stories about Daryl Green, Mike, where they used to run like, you know, the old double move, slant and go, right? And he was so fast that he'd bite on the slant, but he could recover so quickly that he'd cover the go part. Like, so they invented the triple move, where it would be slant, go, and then run the comeback or an out route off of it because he was so good at recovering and things like that. They had to add another element to it. Um, but so that's a good pick by you. And I forgot about that. That that's pretty amazing. Um, all right. Who? I'm not sure which one I want to go with here. I, I'm going to go. I do want to go with Florio getting out of bed every morning, but I won't do that oh, quite yet. It's not an NFL history thing. So, funny. <laughs> but I'll go with. Um, I think I'm going to go John Riggins. John Riggins, you know, coming back out of football, right, plays two more years, led the NFL, I believe, in rushing two straight seasons, and, of course, had a Super Bowl MVP to go along with that 
to beat the Miami Dolphins and that killer B defense and everything like that. So again, it's not going to be as impressive looking right now, but in the early 80s, when you were in your, you know, 33 years old and you were a power running back, that was quite the damn feat. And Diesel, they cranked up that Diesel. And he was really good. Remember that from NFL films when they do that? Yes. Yeah, uh, all right. We're, we're getting short on time. Let me just run through a couple that I have on my list. Curtis Martin led the league in rushing at age 31, 1,697 yards, a career high at age 31. Chris Dolman, 15 sacks in 1998 at age 36. Oh. Ben Roethlisberger, 501 yards passing at age 38, a rickety 38 for him. That was impressive. But I got to go with the guy who turned 94 last week. We played the video I think on Friday in honor of Thursday, birthday. I think Friday yeah. or Thursday. Yeah. It was Thursday. Yeah, yeah you I were here, here Thursday. Th- th- throwing oh, off the jacket, look at that, and tough walking SOP. out onto the field yeah. in his late 80s. Bud Grant, one of the all-time great coaches, and still going strong. Uh, that it was six below. He doesn't even flinch. It, it doesn't. You couldn't tell below. by his reaction. It could be 86. He doesn't look like he's uncomfortable at all. He's like, oh, screw you, cold weather. I'm going to flip this coin and show you what it's all about. I mean, yeah, it's, that's pretty amazing. In, Who else did you have on your list? In his mind. Oh, sorry. And I, I've read them off. Yeah. And I, you, weren't you paying attention? Yeah. It was all mental. And that's when, when the Vikings played in the cold like that. No jackets, no heaters, no anything. It's all mental. And they had that edge, and it made a difference. And now they play indoors. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I had, I, sorry, I know. I did listen to you. I don't know why I asked you. But um, Brett right. Favre. You know, his run there at the end of his career, that was pretty damn good. Hey, Elway, come on, let's not forget. He was the oldest starting quarterback to ever win a playoff game, and he won the last. He won his last two Super Bowls and walked off into the sunset as a Super Bowl MVP. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that is stupid. I didn't pick that one as part of the draft. Yeah. Let's take a break. Hey, old-timer, we'll be back soon. As the ragtime music plays us out. To play us out, what does it mean to play us out? We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. Who's on first? You know, Chris, speaking of old man feats, they tell me Bob Dylan turns 80 today, which really is impressive considering the age that those rockers existed in. Yeah. And the definitely uh, the, 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 you know, the, the things they like to do that flowed freely right. back then. I don't know anything about Bob Dylan. Maybe he's the only one who didn't partake, but he would be the only one who didn't partake if he was. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he partake. Part- you know, partook in some stuff. Partook. I do that. I've seen enough. You know, I, I don't know that. But, I yeah, I was I was shocked to hear he was 80. As, I mean, I, I thought he was 80 10 years ago. I, I really didn't know he, that. So, happy birthday. He he killed two stones with one bird. Oh, that's for damn sure. I don't know. Not at this age. Not at this age. But <laughs> that's some high-level stuff. I mean, to kill a stone I'm, with a bird, you got to be talented. <laughs> I'm glad we're out of time because there was something else I was going to say, and it would have gotten me in trouble. Ah, so, darn we'll just it. say this. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.